week, yo. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we are back. This is the Best of Both Worlds of Wrestling Podcast. I am Chris. And I'm Khalil. And, um, jump right into the, um, the hot tag. Start off, let's see. So, with, um, with all the aftermath of Punk's reemergence in WWE, there have been some interesting stories released. Um, one of them being that Brian Danielson was head of the discipline, disciplinary committee that eventually came to the decision to let Punk go from AEW. I believe it was Punk. Um, I forget the names of the other two people, but they were members of the legal team. I mean, not Punk, okay. Danielson, and then two members of the legal team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they came together. They had a meeting to decide what the um, best option was after the whole punk scuffle with Jungle Boy at All In. And they came to the conclusion that it was time to part ways. So the internet was mad. Like, they were like, how can you do this? You, you betrayed them. Yeah, it's yeah, like... um. When Batista turned on Ray, you were supposed to be my friend. That was like, a good turn. That was a good turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if from what I've read, if what I've read is correct, like they came to Punk beforehand, and like Punk understood what this situation was. Um, there's been no reports of him and Brian Danielson having a falling out, and um. And people act like it was Brian Danielson walking into the locker room saying, you're fired. Well, like, well no, that's, they what, came that's to... what gets clicks, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets clicks. Well, ultimately, it was still Tony's decision, but he he had, they had that committee together for a reason. I think that committee came together after the whole, um, the the scrum, the mm, scrum incident with Punk. Right. Yeah. Brawl, brawl out. Yeah, brawl out. <laughs> but um, yeah, people are trying to say, oh, it's wrestler's court, da da da. Wrestler's court is completely different. That's um, that's the that's the the fellas among the fellas or the, the, the yeah. people among the people. This had litigation attached to it, apparently. Exactly. Like there's there's NDAs attached, which is why um Tony Khan can't really answer any questions about punk debuting in a WWE. He has to give these very boring legal answers, but that's because the situation it was a legal one. So, Amen. but the fans are just going to run with any narrative that helps them. I mean, oh. I did find it very ironic and interesting that it, you know, Daniel Bryan, I'm always calling him Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, but that he was yeah, on the, yeah. he was on the committee to, uh, that was behind big part of his final decision to let him go. But yeah. at the same token, hindsight being 2020 good i don't like i wanted him in the wwe anyway <laughs> that's what i always wanted and that's where he is and not that what he was doing in aw wasn't interesting it could have been but you know what yeah. it is yo it's like the wwe is still like sort of like the old guard in a cultural sense and i feel like aw is like participation trophy culture things are just a little too soft over there for me 
what happened with Punk was not a fireball offense. I was down that hill. Mm-hmm. And some people need stern talking to. You need to be assertive with them. And Jungle Boy probably deserved what he had coming to him. So, like, if y'all gonna let me go for that, let me just go to the big dogs. We, like, Vince is not there no more. Yeah. Triple H is born again. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You know we'll see how that goes. Yeah, man. see how that goes. Because I'm over here. I can't even I can't even lift a finger over here. And y'all gonna go crazy. But that's... A little passion. And, and, and what comes... Yeah. I think that is a is that was a um there was just just like there needs to be a documentary on this whole punk AEW run because all the stories that have come out with like him and this will tie into the next thing I want to talk about real quick. But um before I get into that, I just say it looks like from everything I've heard, Tony Khan is like setting up Brian Danielson to be like a a big player in AEW once his um in ring career is done. Like the way he speaks to him when he's like, yeah, after he retires, he's still gonna be a part of us. Like, like he's always gonna be a part of us. Like I think, um, and I think it's something Brian Danielson wants too. I think it's um because Brian Danielson, although he's had his the pinnacle of success in WWE, he's an indie guy at heart. Like his whole like he's like he's an indie wrestling guy in his at his core. So I think the what, what AEW does resonates with him more. So like the fact that he's the one being chosen on the disciplinary committee, the fact that he's been um like there's been reports that he's either co-booking, if not one of the lead bookers for collision. Um, I believe the tournament, the Continental Classic was him and Eddie Kingston's idea. So they're the ones like putting everything together and everything like that. So like he has his fingerprints all over a lot of places in AEW, which is interesting. Like I think he's trying to be their eventual Triple H, if that makes sense. I guess it sounds seems like a like a like a natural fit for him. Yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm always gonna be on the Fed side in this regard. Mm-hmm. All of that don't make don't mean that they're not gonna get him back for like a quick Hall of Fame induction or something because he got to get one of those. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The yeah, opening Bob, the opportunity yeah. for that gotta go down, and I know Tony want to put his stamp on it, but I'm sorry, bro. Like yeah, he's, he's always think... gonna be done to ease on. Be like the like. The dude had the whole country in a tizzy saying yes. Yeah. No, like, 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 but, yeah. but I, not to say that he's not, he wouldn't be proficient at, or that he isn't proficient at booking. You know, not to yeah. say that he's not, but, um, it'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. I, um, yeah. What's All I know is that this? he's not done with wrestling. Like, he's not done with wrestling in any capacity. You know, he'll, whether he'll, it's he'll in ring. Uh, he I just wonder, said he he might wrestle till he's seventy. He just said, "I want so, to be around. I'm not mad at it. He just got to wrestle. Yeah. He got to wrestle less. He's getting dinged up a lot easier now." Yeah, um, yeah. But what's your thoughts on this tournament and and the, the premise of this tournament? And do you think we need all these titles? So, I don't think there needs to be another title. No, they don't need. Like, that was my only eye roll when it came to this tournament. It was the introduction of another belt. 
Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to bring in another set of belts, I'd rather you bring in, like, women's tag team belts, which means, because that means you'll have to book that division more. Yeah. But, like, the, the men's side does not need another singles belt. But um, as far as the tournament itself, it's, um, it's, and I'll tie it into the subject of how AEW's booking style has been coming into question. Like, there's some people who believe it should be, like, they should lean more to the sports or um part of it, which is why you get the tournaments like this. And there's people who think you should lean more to the entertainment side of it, which is, you know, the Tony Storm stories and MJFs and, and Swerve and stuff like that. So I think they're trying to do a balance of both. Like they're trying to, like, I think they're still, they're trying to figure out how, how to do both because I think they want to do both. They just don't know how to do both and present it in a way that, um, that everyone can consume. Like, I know there's people who probably tune out of the tournament because it's not for them. They don't care about points that are out there. Like, there's no story behind these matches. I don't really care. I don't care about the other um, titles. And I know there were some people who really um, dislike the way... Like, you see, the, um, like, the way the MJF-Jay White match happened at Full Gear. People felt like it was too WWE-ish. Yeah, that's why I like. That's why I like. We don't get enough ambulances no more. Yeah, yeah. See the ambulance, you know. Yeah, and I think there's a there's a space for both. You just gotta learn how to balance it. That's what the WWE does well. I, I, yeah, I think you do get both. I, I think um the for those the, for a knock on a tournament tournament to be there's no story. The tournaments are usually used to build a story throughout it. My question is like. Mm-hmm. Who are they trying to get over in this tournament? That's more the question. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really the big question. That's mm-hmm. really the big question because like, you got a couple people trying to in build Eddie like... Kingston to another level. Because I know he said he put his title on the line, and whoever mm-hmm. wins it got to fight him for it or something along them lines. Yeah, um, but he's already down. <laughs> he, he just lost. lost his first two matches. Yeah, okay. So he's already so, down in the tournament. So I think that's a story. Yeah, he's got to close right. the way back. Right, and then so you that, got, could, um, that could be what they're going with. You know, um, yeah. So it, that's more the question. I think tournaments are are used as a vehicle to to tell a story. Yeah, um, and and you got the tournament got to start for you to start to see what this yeah. is supposed to become. Um, yeah. And so I'm not against a tournament, but it's more like I don't I don't think it needed to be for a new title, like you said. It could have been for yeah. an existing title shot. Um, exactly. I think that would have been better. You know, or. Yeah, like a like a existing title shot for like what's my man title? Mid Atlantic title, what they call that title now. Orange Cassidy? Yeah, the, um, Yeah. Whatever the name the of that title is. International? Yeah, I think it's an international title. It's an international title. Yeah. So like because it used to be the yeah. All Atlantic. So it could it could have been for that title. And mm-hmm. use it as a as a vehicle to get some of your mid card some shine. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And they should have did one for the women. They should have did some shit on the for the women, like on a collision maybe or something like that. Yeah, give them something to do. Like make them shit exclusive to some shows, and have maybe both qualification type matches on on Rampage. Like man, whatever man. Come on, Brian Danielson, yeah. wake up. Man. Yeah, we'll see how how they evolve in next year. The one thing I will say that I like is um. They have um, 
they have every wrestler cut a promo after their match, mm -hmm. after every match. And I thought it was going to be, um, because a big pet peeve of mine with AEW is they used to do these incredible post-match interviews and just mm -hmm. post them on social media only and not on TV. But now they're starting to do that. So on um, Rampage and Collision, they've been showing the post-match interviews for these people. And I think that's helping to start build a story as well. Cause um, like on yeah, like on Collision, like the main, like it was Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston in a tournament. Did he fight with an eye patch? Yeah, he did. Oh, his eyes are still fucked up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. and like not like I yeah, like so like it was like a medical, like there was padding and stuff. It wasn't just like a regular pirate eye patch. Yeah, but um, it still hurt. Yeah, but like the hurt. story. Like after the match, he he went to the audience and he got a someone had a sign that said Eddie's a bum, and he <laughs> brought him back into the ring and laid it over Eddie Kingston's body. So I'm like, all right, they doing a little these little subtle touches throughout the tournament to make it, you know, Eddie's a bum. That's yeah, wild. but the main thing the main thing is going to be who's the person that they're trying to get over the most in this match because Swerve's in it, and Swerve looked like he's been poised for a main event run. But then you can say the same for Jay White, who's also in it. You know, and they just had Swerve beat Jay White in their tournament match last week. So now I'm like, where direction are they going to go with both these dudes now? Because they they both seem like they're on the same tier right now. But we'll see. And then, um, but I want to use that, the whole booking style thing, to transition to this QT Marshall story. Oh, that he requested to leave? Yeah. Because yeah, um, apparently apparently part of the reason is because he felt AEW was leaning more towards like, let's just throw on two matches out there with no story, da 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 Mortal Kombat his Yeah. As opposed to like more story entertainment leaning stuff. But I'm like I mean, they gave you a shot with your QTV stuff, and the shit was just trash. So, are you upset that that didn't work? Like, like Harley Cameron is the only good thing that came out of that whole QTV thing. Like, she got star potential, but um, other QTV than that, I don't see was a faction, correct? And so it was a faction, but they also did like segments. So they had like these um, they used to do TMZ style segments. Okay. With the all in the newsroom and you know talking shit blah 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 you know and he was like he, uh, QT was like Harvey or whatever the dude's name is. Okay. And, you know you got everyone else talking and like they went for a comedic like angle, but it was just like the jokes just were not hitting. Like okay. the one, yeah, they had the only thing that really was successful was they had this one chick, Carly Cameron, who um she wrestles but she can also sing and shit so. Like they used that to their advantage, and that was like somewhat entertaining, but that was the only entertaining thing about it. And okay. then, um, so apparently, he wants to be, and the other thing was, he wants to be more of an on screen presence as opposed to just a coach who he wants to makes a kiss. Yeah, he wants to oh, wear some more. Um, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Because, um, the funny thing was. So QTV was uh, when QTV first started. They had segments on every show, 
Okay, and right. then after a while, it was only on Rampage. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Punk is the one who told Tony Khan, like, yo, this QTV shit, no, not on Collision. Not while I'm here. Like, <laughs> get this shit out of here. And then, um, but apparently, but Tony, when he told QT, like, it was all for Collision, he took the blame. He never mentioned that Punk was the one who wanted it off. Okay. So, so people are saying, like, that soured because Tony took the blame, QT and Tony's relationship kind of soured. And so once he came back from Mexico, he was like, all right, this QTV shit is dead. So let me just get it up out of here. But um, if he wants to be more of a full-time wrestler, yo, Impact's waiting. Hey, you took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, well, I don't know if he's going to get... <laughs> I don't know how much minutes he's gonna get in the WWE, man. Although yeah. I'm not, I like I mean I've watched him wrestle. I like his wrestler. I think he's I think he's like talented in the ring, but I think he's talented in the ring and he's um and he could he has um some good mic work, some decent yeah. mic work. It's just there's a lot of like they the Fed is loaded with talent. So yeah. it's like if you they are gonna bring anybody on, they gotta be a needle mover. That's the only person they're gonna bring on. Yeah, I think so, people yeah. are I think people are suggesting the E only because him and Cody have a real close relationship. So, he's gonna um, be like an administrator. Like he could get a job there, but yeah. I don't think he'll be on. I don't think he'll be wrestling like that. You know? Yeah. What I mean? So like they opened up. Um, they opened up their wrestling school together. The Nightmare um, Place. Yeah, the Nightmare, Nightmare Factory. Factory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so, like I like what I see from him in, in the ring. I, you know, I just um. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of cooks in that kitchen over there in the Federation, but it's a yeah. lot of cooks in that kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Not mad at him though. No. Nah. What did you um what did you think of Punk's return promo? You know what's funny? I, I had lower expectations for it. Um yeah. and I think Randy Orton had a no. Someone had a match right before it, and I felt like it went a little long, the match. And I felt like okay. because of that, when I seen Punk come out, I'm like, bro, you don't even got enough time to form, you know, really form your your promo. Mm -hmm. You probably have to call some audibles on it. So it didn't come out as as smoothly as or as fluid as you would hope. And I think yeah. that's that was the downfall of the promo. I think he wanted to hit a couple beats and show gratitude. And then switch mm -hmm. it into, or right, I'm here to fuck shit up. And I think he only had like seven minutes to work with. And, you know, it, it okay. just wasn't, Um, I feel like it felt a little rushed. I don't think it quite missed, hit the mark. But through editing, you would think that it did. Because they're not going to play the whole promo going forward. But yeah. they're going yeah, to yeah. hit the beats that, <laughs> that, that resonate with the crowd. So I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world. You see him punk. It ain't going to be a yeah. bad promo. But, um... When you've done, this is basically his third comeback promo in two years. Mm -hmm. So, not much not many, yes, exactly. Unless you was gonna lean into a story off Rip, which they didn't yeah. go with initially. So, so you know what made this thing a little different is that you're back in in this place that you said you'd never be back at. But of course, alluding to what you said earlier, but so much you can say about the other place, I suppose. So you couldn't really dig yeah. into, you know, yo man, I left that hellhole, you know, no, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get into all of that. So um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I thought it was cool. 
wasn't wasn't the the, the most fluid, but you know, I like 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 yeah. put it this way, it, it it's only it's only gonna get better. You know what yeah, I mean? like I think yeah. the hardest part is getting that part out the way, and mm-hmm. now we can find an angle and a and a story for him, and and forget about the the, the cool little pleasantries that that we had to hear you know on, on last Monday. Um, the funny thing is that people are overanalyzing it. They're like, there's like this segment of wrestling fans who's just so into like the shit that you don't think is important. They're like, look at his eyes. Look at the pain in his eyes. He doesn't really want to be there. He's just there for the money. The Senate third. There's no real question. I'm like, yo, let's. Like, I ain't even. I ain't even heard that. That's mad for like, you're doing a lot. Why y'all trying to? They're trying to psychoanalyze a wrestling promo, and I'm like, yo, just, just take it for what it is and see what happens. Like, I, like, I actually think he's glad to be back. And when he when he said that desperate he belongs and shit, like I actually believe him. Yeah, I actually, I think the real niggas know. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you niggas know, like, 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 this is you want to be, you want to play in the NFL if you're a football player. That's just what mm-hmm. it is, man. That's just what yeah. it is. You know. Yeah. Shout like out to the XFL. Everybody plays a role <laughs> in this world. Everybody plays a role in this world. All of them in the XFL want to be with under the shield. That's just what it is. Yeah, you I know? will. I will put AEW above the XFL's level. I'll do that. Yo, sure, 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 sure. I mean, yeah, I'm just, yeah. just making it. In, in well, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't at the the, the 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 pinnacle, right? Of and and AEW is a great option, but but like again, and this has been the truth for the whole of my entirety of my life. That I've been watching professional wrestling since I was in the it's the early '90s. The production value at the WWE is where it's at. That's just mm-hmm. every every little thing they do is where it's at. Camera pans, all that shit. So I I love seeing CM Punk showcase in that way. You know what I mean? You know, minimal fuck ups. <laughs> you know, yeah. In terms of that, you know, so I, so I, I you know I like seeing him on, you know, with, with with those cameras. You know what I mean? So that that's all that is. That's all oh, that is. Right. You know. Listen, man. Um. So we jump into um little Hardy boys being frustrated. Yeah, man, tell us about this. Something tells me, uh, yeah, something tells me they this this headline is over overblown. Yeah, so the way the headline makes it sound is as if they're just unhappy in AW AEW overall. But um, according to the quote, they are. Matt feels like the Hardys can still have a lot to give as far as um, putting over the younger tag teams in the division. And he's frustrated that they haven't found a way to do that. But at the same token, it's like, how much can you really do when the last couple of matches we've seen and you can barely, like, Matt can barely move. Like, Matt can barely move. Like, it's just... Like every time he takes a flat back bump, I'm like, bro, you you slip a disc. <laughs> like you one bad bump from slipping a disc. Cause you're already yeah. moving stiff enough as it is already. And like Jeff is um like Jeff's always been a naturally more athletic of the two. So his he's just slower. isn't as yeah, he's just slower. He's just and slower. That, um, he can do everything. Front. He just does it slower. 
Yeah, but that swan time, it'd be looking like a sack of potatoes falling on his chest now when he does it. Like his body just boom. He so used to like put a bit, uh, he used to put a nice little flare to it. Yeah, so it wasn't man. as like like he would roll through it instead of just landing flat on top of you. But now he's just landing straight up on top of you. Well, he's, put, he's protecting himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's protecting himself, man. This gotta hurt, but um, like I know I know they got the um, like they still they roll with Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. And like his Yo, the other dude is still hurt, huh? I think he's um on his way back. He was seen backstage last week. Oh, God bless so, him. I ain't seen Private Party in so back. long. They were Bad one of the long. early. I you know if they ever hear this, no disrespect. I looked. I used to look at them like uh, they, then they say you about to say something disrespectful when you do that. But I used to look <laughs> at them like a, like a poor man's uh street profits. But not yeah. that was just in regards yeah. to their presentation, not the talent. I think they're oh, talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they had when AW started, I thought they had one of the coolest entrances with the security guard and the velvet rope. And the, yeah. I was like, yo, this shit is fun. Yeah. You do that shit every week. So yeah, the, 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 his partner that got hurt, I, I ain't seen that dude in a minute, man. So yeah. So hopefully he's back for the next two weeks. And um Maybe he just had an interview with Mark Henry on his vlog. Okay. Um, Isaiah and so had Mark Henry with the dual rag days eating Philly cheesesteaks. Like how he had Jeff Hardy in the um, beef patties. And that he was asked, him. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't and that funny? Asked, there was somewhere in New York. It's talking about, yeah, man, you got to have some beef patties. I'm like, the Hardy boys eating yeah. beef patties and cocoa bread? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that was a trip. Oh, I posted busting. that. That's, that's it's busting. But um, he just interviewed um, Mark Henry. And he was like, yo, what was it about May Young? And Mark Henry was like, yo, it was that ass, man. It was that ass. So that shit is, that's going to be another funny interview. But um, hopefully his partner is back and they can lead to, like, the Hardys passing the torch off to private party and then... Or they turn on the Hardys and then they, the Hardys have yeah. to do it. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, I don't know if people are really clamoring to see the Hardys versus Edge and Christian again, given. I mean, I guess Edge and Christian is still good enough that I guess they can carry. It sounds weird saying they have to carry the Hardys to match. I don't see them doing that. I see them yeah. teaming up, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I see them teaming up to go against like a a, a younger crop of tags. And that's what I see happening. Because I think they, I think they all know, especially Matt and Jeff, most definitely got to know yeah, they will tarnish the legacy of their matches if they can't go. Yeah, just because of, yeah. The, of their style. Like, I feel like if you got the Rock and Stone Cold in the ring right now, they could still have a pretty good match because their styles don't require them to do the stuff that Matt Jeff and yeah. Christian were doing. You know what yeah, I mean? True. Like, they were still grounded. They could hit all the same beats. They could create the same matches we already seen. Matt and Jeff can't necessarily do that no more. You know, um, I think, um, okay, man, like we got to let these guys, these guys, it's a physical sport. You know, it makes you wonder what they, you know, hopefully they got the bread to retire on this stuff. Like, yeah, I'm sure Matt got the bread. Like as many, like he's, yeah, with five, six kids now, bro. <laughs> Unless that's the thing. He needs some checks to keep coming in because he got them five or six kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they all still young. So 
They all still expensive. All right, no one told um, you to leave the E, bro. The E was paying the bills. He said, I want to go. I think um he left. I think they weren't going to push him the way he wants to be pushed either. And that's why he left. Yeah, but they um, push it, they were pushing them checks. Yeah, like they were still pushing Jeff because Jeff was still viable at that point. But um no, I mean they're pushing checks, they're pushing his bread. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> I, think, I think you make I think you're gonna make a business if you gonna have all them kids. Yeah. Oh, you ready? Your, leg yeah. your legacy is done. You know what I mean? Like, like you are you're a legend. So I mean, but you want to give back to the to the business. But I feel like you yeah. always can. You always can yeah, find a way to get back to it. Like it doesn't have to be in a capacity. Yeah. Be a you coach. Know? You know what I'm saying? And you can still take bumps as a coach. I know Shawn Michaels still getting the ring. We don't see it. I know he's still taking some bumps. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. Those niggas love that shit too much. I know he's doing like, it. Um, I think didn't he help Logan Paul get ready just now? Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, like, and I'm pretty sure we saw the last of Jeff Hardy of like that match with Darby that we were there for. I don't know if he's got another one of those in him. Yo, or if he lucky. does, I don't know. If, yeah, we did. We got lucky. Yeah. That was that was the last time I was like, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was some, that was good. Yeah, that but I think good. that's it. I don't know if his body got another one of those in him. Well, you know, after that, he did the the spot where he jumped off, and they were backstage. He jumped off the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they, that then, one that one was protected. They had like the cardboard boxes and stuff like okay under the table and with like the tablecloth over, so you couldn't see a lot of it. But um, so they he did that. Then he got in trouble. Yeah, and, and he was gone for a minute. Yeah, he came back when you know. But Father Time just catches up with you, man. Yeah. Like, That's I just the like, name of the I don't game. know what else. Like, story-wise, I don't know what else they can do that would be interesting, at least to me. But whatever really? it is, what it they, is. They, um, I, it's going to sound rude. They, they need to be on Rampage or something and getting people over. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they don't need to get squashed. No. Nah. They got to find, find some story for them, man. They got to find some story for them. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, speaking of people being frustrated, Britt Baker um, tweeted out last week. Um, I forgot the numbers, but it was like MJF promo time, da 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 da. I saw it. I saw it. Someone else promo time, da da da. It's like Britt Baker promo time, 2023, zero. And um, another interesting thing is. So, I guess they were going through her liked tweets. And so, MJF had a tweet talking about restoring the feeling of AEW. Um, and she liked the tweet saying how he was one of the ones who destroyed the feeling. How can he restore it? Whoa. So, it's like, yeah. So, oh. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Like tweets, people still seeing them. Elon was supposed to hide those, but he didn't. But um, people don't really? know if it's like What's your a opinion? shoot. My thing is, so I'm like of two minds about it for Britt Baker. If she means like the woman in general need more time, yes, I agree. But as far as her, while yes, she she could definitely use more um screen time now it's 
it comes off a little disingenuous because when she was the champion, she was the only one getting promo time. Like for like two years straight, it was just it was the Britt Baker, it was Britt Baker's division. Like even when Jamie Hayter was champ, Britt was still cutting the promos. You know what I mean? So I think it's um like not that she doesn't have a right to be frustrated, just to have you know. Because in the same breath, we can say when well, we can't, we can barely remember the last time Britt was in the forefront before you know the whole Tony Storm thing. Mm-hmm. But um. Like she, she's been, and she's the one who's used her promos to bury the division. And people will always complain about how, yo, you can cut the promos. You don't have to bury every single wrestler in the division when you cut your promos. And I think that is one of the reasons why they've, um, they laid off they've, yeah, they, cause they want the, um, like she's going to get cheered when she comes back regardless. But, um, is she hurt like or something right now? No. Um, I think I know she was um helping Adam recover, but Adam's been at the last two dynamites and she hasn't. So I'm like trying to see what if it's something where they're just trying to come up with something for her to come back on. Mm-hmm. But um but I think that plays into a larger thing of how my one constant major criticism is how little the woman get booked. I was gonna say that's a it's, this this is also a symptom of that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean because because like, there should be a world that can exist where Tony Storm is doing her thing, Brit is doing her thing. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, there's enough show exactly. to go around. Exactly. For them to, and it's so so I, so I, so I do so I think there's truth to both to both sides in that in that respect. Like yeah, when I watch Raw, you're thinking to yourself. So you know, again, like I told you off air, I was watch I was watching the in season tournament. NBA, mm-hmm. so I was I didn't catch world, but I've switched over a couple of times, and you look at somebody like Nia Jax who just came back, mm-hmm. who probably is not gonna get a title run anytime soon, but they're yeah. finding shit for her to do. So she's basically exactly. the bully. Exactly. She's basically the bully of the division, and she's yeah. bullying these other women, and she's gonna get some wins, and she's gonna put some some of these chicks over. So we start might get a win mm-hmm. one day. She was fighting Shayna Baszler. I don't remember who. I didn't get to see who won that match, but they had a history because they used to be a tag team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Those beating Lana's ass every week, right? So, so you know, there's ways to 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 still showcase women and give them roles. And yeah, so I think exactly. that's what they have to figure out. You know, my, mm-hmm. Nia Jax is not going to be in the title picture. She's always going to be a, a in a physically imposing threat. She's going to be something that looms, yeah, in other people's business, and she could you could yeah. she could pop in and pop out. And that's a good way to use her until maybe they could get shorthanded at some point. They might need a wild child title change. She might get a run real quick, be transitional. Yeah. You know, these things happen. That's how that's how the business goes, you know. But um, yeah, but there's there's no reason that you can't like run multiple stores. Cause like think about how the whole Tony Storm thing. Remember when that first started, it was her dissension from the outcasts. And mm-hmm. now you really like now the outcasts, like there's been no interaction between them since. They just right. clean cut that. And now, I mean, the outcasts have their own little thing going on on Rampage now, but it's like, yo, like... Oh, so Soraya's still there? Yeah, yeah. It's just they've been on Rampage, so you haven't seen them because... Oh, okay. Because we ain't watching Rampage. Correct. I haven't watched Rampage. I'm yeah, like... Bill. Yeah. I'll be 
you have a life, man. I can't watch. I can't watch. I love wrestling. I cannot watch it all the time. I gotta get out. Yeah, touch grass as one CM Punk would say. So like, I think that is like once, and it's not even a thing of Tony can't book stories for the women because the shit he's got going on with Athena and Billy Starks in Ring of Honor is one okay. of the best stories in wrestling. It's just no one knows about it. Surely don't. How you watching? Because Ring of it's Honor? on. Where you- where are you watching it? You had you had to watch it online. Um, on okay. the club, they had their own little um subscription thing. Uh, okay, I'm but out, I'm um, out of touch. But I'm not subscribing to it. I'm watching clips online. That's how okay. I'm getting it. Okay. So I've heard of like, like running running things over there. Athena's probably had the best run of her career as far as matches and character work, and no one's getting to see it. Like that's something that should be on dynamite solution. Cause if cause you can't use the excuse that, you know, the story involves Billy Starks and you know Billy Starks is just a rookie and young, but you got Nick Wayne all over TV with Christian. So that can't Yo, be an excuse. I don't know if we ever got you know to talk about uh that segment. I guess it was last week. Um, but he oh. changed he changed the uh, Luchasaurus name. And, to kill switch. Yes. And they and then uh Nick Wayne mom came in the ring and all that. Oh, that shit was hilarious. Nick Wayne oh, mom kind of cute, man. I gotta give it up. She kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. She got cute, that man. little yeah, she got a little milf milf thing going on. Stacy's yeah, mom type shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that segment was jokes, yo. And and I thought we were gonna get a turn from Luchasaurus, but this was also a good moment for me. I, it was time that they do something with his name and character. Because mm-hmm. that just, that name is not imposing, man. That is such a baby face yeah. name. Yeah. If, you, if they don't intend for us to ever see his face, then you just have to become another character. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they did that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just realized we, we didn't get to touch nah, that. Shit was, that shit was hilarious. Was like, like that whole feud is, hell yeah. But, um, they're getting to the Edge and Christian stuff a lot sooner than I thought they would. Yeah, they're facing off this Wednesday. Yeah, they're getting to it this. Unless, um, unless it's going to be some shenanigans to push right. it to the next pay-per-view. And that which is, I'm uh, sure it'll be. Because I don't see yeah. Edge winning the TNT title. There's no reason for him to win the TNT title. On free so and, be... and their issue is bigger than this title to me. Yeah, yeah. It should be bigger than the title. Um, but what I think it should be is some shenanigans happen this Wednesday. Then Edge costs Christian the title either between now and the next pay per view, or depending how far you want to stretch it out at the next pay per view. And then, because it's what World's End is a it's at the 24th three weeks away. Story. Yeah, the 24th of December, and then. I don't believe there's anything until Revolution, which is in March. So they'll have January and February, unless they announce something in between. But um, yeah, that, I just, again, I'm I'm just I'm yeah, I'm just shocked that they're that that they were pretty much associated with one another from the jump. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's okay. Well, as long as I guess they keep it compelling, I guess it's all right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yo, real quick, oh, yeah. I don't know if we got to do this last week. I don't think so. Uh, there was some out outbursts or backlash, I should say, for uh, 
a Ric Flair promo where he tried to pull one of his old one of his old promo bars. Talking about ladies 18 to 28, no husbands and boyfriends. I'm at the Ritz Carlton, whatever you know. Um, yeah. Did did you see if he had, if they actually aired that prom that promo? I so it was um it was another it was a rampage thing. So mm-hmm. I think they did air it. I'm not okay. sure. Like I haven't seen the clip online, so I don't even know honestly. But the fact that because Rampage is taped right after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. It was the news of the promo came out like that night, so people were just the well, fans were just like, "Yo, Rake, whatever, whatever, it's this old pervert." What's the? Blah, blah, what's blah. the we what's the? Hear this from him. Okay, so the outrage is what is the outrage exactly? The outrage is him talking about sleeping with young women, okay. like he's a sixty-year-old man with the allegations that he has. Okay. Talking about sleeping with young women, and I guess the um, fans don't want to hear that. Well, the younger so, generation of fans don't want he to hear that tone, stuff. He, he's being tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. So the way I look at the way I look at it is, I don't think um, I'm not him, so I can't say totally mm-hmm. what the intent is. But I think the whole vibe of this run is like nostalgia. And I think yeah. they're getting into all like he's with Sting and they're they're reminiscing about the glory days, and he's pulling out these promos that he would have said back in '87 or you know, and, yeah. and so I could see people taking exception to that. I didn't think it would be that vociferous, you know what I mean? But yeah, I th- I thought people would put it in context, like yo, he's just being '80s womanizing Ric Flair, like you know what I mean? Like that was yeah. the character, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so which, like, whichever um, man. Like he tweeted, he was he's like, gonna be there. "He's gonna be there," and you know, yeah, I gotta get used to it. Yeah, because um, like once the backlash came, he put out a tweet. He was like, you know, like this was never about me. This is about staying and celebrating him. And he's like, I if I'm embarrassing AEW, I'll leave right now. Da da da. da. I, I don't want to be an embarrassment. And so mm-hmm. then all the wrestlers were coming to his aid, and you know, that's what they like, call don't listen to them. paradoxical psychology. Yeah, reverse psychology. Yeah. So, oh, like, if you don't oh, like me, then I'll just leave. Yeah, just you know, they fuck with you and they fuck with yeah. you, try to get you empathetic, and and no, no, you really don't have to, you know, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, which is what happened because yeah. every wrestler essentially came to his defense. It was like, don't listen to him, Rick. You still a man. We love you here. Da da da, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really one of those things where it's he's like Ric Flair, a is fans' like, per- perspective versus a wrestler's perspective. Ric Flair is like the Dennis Rodman of pro wrestling. Like, like he likes to like he and everything that he does, you could tell he he's it's not even the attention he's seeking, yo. He's seeking like love. He's seeking like yeah, you know, being wanted and feeling valued. And all the ways that Dennis Rodman would act up whenever he starts talking, that dude be ready to cry. Just mm-hmm. the same way Ric Flair be ready to cry every second he starts yeah. talking, like. What was it, son? Oh man, who did that? Uh, did Sean Waltman did that shit when they was when when the, when the NWO was was mocking the Horsemen at WCW, and oh, every yeah, time he yeah, started yeah. talking, he would just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Listen, they were they were next level. 
they were next level. Kevin Nash with Arn Anderson with the beer belly. Oh my god! But yeah, you know that I think he's like he's like Dennis Robin in that way, man. Like they they, they their backgrounds and such. They you know, highly successful people in their mm-hmm. field, but at the end of the day, they just want they just want people to like them. Yeah, so they they didn't they, yeah. they were deficient in that somewhere in their life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Rick was adopted, right? Yeah, I'm just learning this in detail from the Shannon Sharp interview. Not only was yeah. he adopted, but he was kidnapped. Like he oh, was kidnapped shit. from the hospital and then put into like the system and was mm-hmm. adopted. Like, like, so I didn't even catch that part, even when they did like the, these other documentaries with Peacock. He was kidnapped yeah. at birth. And like apparently that was a thing that they were doing around that time with yeah. kidnapping babies. And like he got that's crazy somehow. Yeah, crazy. And so he said he said he recently met like his uh, an actual brother of his, but you know he he ain't really want to like stay in touch because he about to make yeah. some money and shit. But yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> man, you know this world. They say history repeats itself. You know, like yeah, you see yeah. you see some of the same stuff today, and and they just do it in different forms. But people have been corrupt forever, man. It, that, that's that's something else. Um. Oh yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Oh well, we can run through the next couple of these right here. This is um, I happened to go to SmackDown last Friday. Didn't know what to expect. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to my homegirl Melissa that was taking her dad as a Christmas gift to him, being that they were gonna be in the Barclays. She asked yeah. if I want to go. I was like, I ain't doing shit. Why not? And I had never seen SmackDown at the Barclays. I had gone for Raw one thousand. But I never okay. I went for Raw twenty five, okay. and but I didn't. I never been to SmackDown there, so I never know SmackDown. Period. So, uh, I went fun show, um, and they were doing like you know they're gonna. What's my what's my Nick Aldis was gonna try to people forget that Nick Aldis is just there too, yo. Like yeah, bro, just <laughs> waiting to be unleashed eventually. Triple H is. What? Listen, it's gonna he be one wrestler that gets in his face, bro. Nick Aldis is not taking no bumps. All he's doing is healing right now. Mm-hmm. Healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming. Anyway, there's a move, a motion to sign Randy Orton to SmackDown, and all of a sudden Adam Pierce is here. I'm going to sign him, and you know, they have their thing. Um, Randy Orton decides to sign the SmackDown. And I'm guessing this was also on 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 TV, but he also RKO's Nick Aldis. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." He, he oh, took okay. his bump. He took his first bump. That's right. <laughs> and then he also got an RKO. Jimmy Uso got an RKO. Yeah, Jimmy got the uh, RKO. And when they were rolling out the carpet, I don't know if they put this on on TV, but when they were rolling out the the black carpet for the contract signing to get it yeah. out the ring. He wouldn't. You remember how CM Punk laid in the ring before we left at AEW? He just wouldn't leave. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what J- that's what Jimmy did, man. Like they were rolling out the carpet. He wouldn't move. He's like, "Come on, he needs you to get up." <laughs> Yo, he just wouldn't Jimmy's... move, and then they started rolling him with the carpet, and then this guy at the end of the ring like held him up so they could get the carpet out. Yo, and he just fell to the floor. These wrestlers are stupid, man. Jimmy, like, Jimmy's been on another level with the comedy for the like last month or two. I've heard. 
Like he's been like he's like they have Roman playing the straight man, and then just Jimmy just saying the most absurd things or just doing the most absurd things for no reason, and it's it's been hilarious. It's been hilarious. The Usos have needed that though. They needed depth to their characters. It's only gonna help yeah. once they do get back together. You know, yeah. that has to happen eventually too. You oh know, yeah. Uh, once the collapse of the bloodline happens. Um but Randy will be on SmackDown. Um they they say Punk will be a tribute to the troops this week and that Punk will be at the following Raw. And apparently Adam Pierce uh approached Seth Rollins last night. I, I missed the segment, I'll catch up. Yeah. Saying that he intends to sign Punk to Raw. And of course, we will at some point get what we would like. Give me what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins versus Punk. Maybe that'll be a rumble match. And Punk will debut. He's gonna he's gonna just relax and keep working out and, and I'm not in no rush. I just like to know that he's there. You know? They could they could make that they could push that to Mania if they want. They could. That could yeah. be the money match. That could be the money match. They could tease. I wouldn't be surprised. Out. Yeah, man. Philly might be crazy. I gotta look into some media passes for that. Um Real quick, I got um my slam of the week. You know, I I, I didn't consume enough wrestling for this week. Cause I ain't watch yesterday, yeah. but I will say this: I just wanted to shout out Bobby Lashley, my Panamanian brother, uh, from SmackDown. Brooklyn went crazy for this dude. He was not supposed to be the face in this match. This dude gets so much love, yo. Like niggas was yo, hyped for Bobby Lashley, boy. Like it was, it was a, it was no joke in there. Nah, that's what's up. I love to hear that. They went up. You understand me? Like, and I wasn't, yeah. and I was there mad chill. I wasn't making a lot of noise. I would chuckle at certain things, whatever. The crowd went yeah. stupid for Bobby Lashley. So like, I was like, damn. The whole match, this dude Butch getting fucked up, and they the, Bobby, Bobby. I'm like, and he's playing around. He's like, yeah, you hear that? I'm like, yo, what is wrong with this? You supposed to be a heel. Nah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Bobby got a lot of love in Brooklyn. They had a cool match. I thought I thought that uh, it was more competitive than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's getting over what it needs to get over because Butch is really going to be feuding with the other dude from uh, Brawling Brutes. And, um, you know, that, that'll make it interesting. I don't know. Where is Sheamus? Or is he hurt? I have no idea. Sheamus be like dipping I out. I really have no idea. But maybe he need the rest. I know his neck need the rest, man. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Neck. Cause um I know it's him, Butch, and I forgot the other dude in Brolin' Brutes. Yeah, but that dude, that dude, he don't want no parts no more. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see that how that dude left goes. him high and dry last week. Butch is really good too. Well, I, I, I I'm I'm a I'm a Pete Dunn fan. Yeah, I'm just getting used to calling him Butch because I've been calling him like I'm like, yo, how you just go from Pete Dunn to Butch? Yeah. Like, no transition. It was like, all right, next week he's been out. He got, he got the little hat. He got the whole fit now. And now he's just, like, now he's just a rabid like little... a man named Butch. Yeah. It's hilarious. Rabid little fucking Englishman or whatever. Was he Scottish or some shit? Let's Somewhere see. from the UK. Okay, now we got WrestlingInc.com. WWE star. This is from September 25th. So yeah, the last match I remember seeing him in was against Edge. Mm. Um, reportedly suffering from a bad, really bad injury. Sheamus had this is from WrestlingInc.com. Giving up my my source. 
Sheamus hasn't competed in a WWE ring since he was defeated by Edge in what could be the Rated R Superstars final ever match for the company. While his absence hasn't been addressed by the company, Dave Meltzer, a big surprise, has revealed on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio that Sheamus is currently out of action due to a really bad shoulder injury. Okay. Will there okay. while there are no details as to when the Celtic Warriors when the Celtic Warriors sustain the issue or how long he is going to be on the shelf, this is the reason he hasn't been shown on television, nor has he been a part of WWE Live events throughout the past month. This was in September, by the way, again. Neither Sheamus nor okay. WWE has made an official comment on the situation, and it remains to be seen what the long term plan is. Okay. So got it. it. Got it. That makes sense. No doubt. I'm just glad. I'm glad it's not the neck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen. We'll take it. We'll Let's take see. it. No doubt. Do you? My slam of the week. Um. It was between two matches. So Swerve versus Jay White was really good, and it, like the story of that match was Swerve outsmarting Jay White to get the victory, but um. I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson from Collision mm-hmm. because it okay. was just, it was a hard-hitting match. Hard-hitting match. Um, the story behind it was, so Eddie was down one loss already. What and he had to? a pro. He lost um, Brody King, oh. the big dude from House of Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Eddie. Who's 2-0 because he just beat Claudio Castagnoli. No, that dude is a beast. Hey, hey, Cesaro, man. yeah. He's a, nah, so, he's a beast. So they definitely building him up. But um, so Eddie's promo after that match was like, all right, I'm down 0-2. Maybe I came into this. I'm down 0-1. Maybe I came into this too overconfident that I'm not getting back to the drawing board. And um, and while that promo was airing, Daniel Bryan, see, I'm calling him Daniel Bryan now. He was on um commentary. On um, Dynamite, when that promo aired, and after that promo aired, he was like, "Yeah, Eddie Kingston, you know, it's always what was me with Eddie Kingston, blah blah blah." That's I'm gonna like be basically let him come with that lack of confidence this Saturday. Watch me beat the shit out this dude and show you he's a bump like I always been telling y'all he was. I think I saw and that. Then, and then the story of the match was it. The matches have 20 minute time limits. So it's three points for a win, one point for a draw, and no points for a loss. And the match <laughs> went back and forth, and Brian got the yeah, win with like one minute left, maybe less than a minute left. So, like, it was about to be a draw, but Brian got the win in the last minute. This and is then, just um, like the in season tournament. You see niggas shooting, shooting yeah. shots at the end of the game, trying to run exactly, it up. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, so Brian wins, but the whole, so like Eddie's like crumpled in the middle of the ring, you know, you know, selling the match and Brian's just like rubbing it in his face, like, like running around the ring, celebrating. Like I say, he got the sign. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was a cardboard <laughs> sign too with markers. So it looked like a homeless man sign. So he gets it and he just he drapes it over Eddie's. He takes it from a fan, comes in the ring and drapes it over Eddie's body and like poses over him. So I'm like they really like this is the Eddie's the, tournament, man. Yes, and my favorite man. thing about Eddie Kingston's fuse is that they last forever. They last forever because I think if I'm not mistaken, when Brian first came to AEW, 
he had um Kenny Omega was the first um feud, and I believe Eddie Kingston was the second one. And like the whole thing in their feud is how Brian never respected Eddie because while they came up in the Indies together, Eddie didn't have the work ethic and discipline to make it mm -hmm. to the top. So mm -hmm. and I like how that 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 love is never lost. Mm -hmm. That love is never lost. So like every like even when they weren't feuding with each other, if they mentioned each other, it was with disdain, pure yeah. disdain. And now to play off of that. Eddie's next match in the tournament is against Claudio, who is teammates with Brian in BCC and who Eddie hates even more. So, like, so oh, Eddie's they also match, had their match. You got to see them fight just now. For yeah, the, exactly. For the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had their So, team. Eddie's, yeah, Eddie's post match promo was like, all right, now I'm down 0 2. My back's against the wall. You played me. After the match, and I got to use all that anger and hatred to destroy Claudio, a man I was going to try and destroy anyway. So now it's just going to be that much more violent when we right. see each other. So all that encompasses why that's my that's my slam of the week. It was a good match, and there's story that led into it, and there's story coming out of it, which is all we ever really want, really. Yes, yes, indeed. That's all I can ask for. That's a damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a damn sure. Um, um so head, man, I, I was trying, I was running around with some of these shows. I don't know what you caught <laughs> regarding yeah. television. No, I was there for SmackDown. I, I did not see much of Raw. Um, but from what you can remember, you know, you yeah. can do some bullet points if you like. Um I will say so. I didn't see any of Raw either. Like I saw, I saw when Orton came out last week. Yeah, um, I saw that. But after that, um, really good to see Randy Orton. By the way, man. Yeah, yeah. You get all this love and stuff, and who's looking really like jacked, like 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 he's put on some muscle. Yeah, this hiatus. He's um, look, he's the he's the biggest we've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I know I don't know. I know they're doing the um, Seth and um, Drew stuff. And Drew had oh. that promo this week talking about, oh, people can leave, say they'll never come back, da da da. And all of a sudden, they're welcome right. back like nothing's ever happened and shit like that. I'm like, ooh, yeah. we're talking spicy, all right? Yeah, all right. I, Drew has, what they're doing with Drew is cool because a great villain always has legitimate gripes. Yeah, like he yeah. has great gripes. He yeah. has good gripes, man. He, you know, mm -hmm. he's right about a lot. But he's also he's also not delivering. He's also not winning. You know, so there's two sides. That's the whole thing. You got to yeah, take care of your, thing. You still got to take care of your stuff. So it's funny how that works out. You know? Yeah. Um, I guess we're gonna. I guess once that is done, once Seth is done with that, they move on to the Seth Punk stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we'll see what happens with Drew after because, like I said, I believe. So I think they have to add on time, like the injury time to his contract. So it won't be up until like April, May of 2024, as opposed to like January, February. So we'll yeah, see no. how that goes. Um, 
I have no idea what's going on with the bloodline on SmackDown. And <laughs> like, I mean, Randy Orton coming back is a short term yeah. fix. Mm-hmm. So now they got somebody to kind of try to avenge and like you know do something with. Yeah, but generally speaking, because a big part of it is that Roman is not there every week. Mm-hmm. And so if Roman's not there every week, I really don't know what we're doing. You yeah. Know? And so yeah. uh I'm not knocking it really. I'm just hey, maybe y'all know better than I do. But if he's not there, I don't know how interested I am. You know? Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. So that um, might be the Royal Rumble match right there. Orton and, and, and Roman. And Roman? And prior yeah, to that match. That. Orton probably gets wins on Jimmy and Solo. Right? Build him up, get some dubs. Yeah. And um Roman beats him through cheating at, at the Rumble. Of course. And you continue. You know, I don't know who, who Roman faces at Mania yet, but you know, there's some compelling things to be done with Roman Reigns. Yeah. They just gotta do them. Yeah, because um, Punk, Punk, Punk is going to tease that shit when he goes to SmackDown this Friday. He has. Oh to. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 there's so much story there. Um, but like we said, we think he gonna sign with Raw, so mm-hmm. not sure how that's gonna work out. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I should. Yeah, I'm sure because it's main. Like they can because of their stature, they can do. Like Both. it doesn't matter what brand we're on, we got beef, then we got beef. But um we'll see how that goes. I want to see if um I know like bef- they were teasing earlier that maybe damage control was about to like get Bailey up out of there. I don't know if they're still doing that. Yeah, they're gonna do that. That's happening. Yeah. So they yeah. tried to they, they were playing her at SmackDown. They were still oh, okay. playing her then. And I was okay, like, good. Yeah, no, nah, that that's definitely going down. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know what the, I don't know what the women are going to do going into. I think what you're going to see is like at the Rumble, you're probably going to see Bianca. Sorry, you're going to see Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey mm-hmm. against Damage Control. Maybe they'll throw Bianca in there to even it out, and yeah. the other shorty, Shotzi. That Shotzi, yeah. right? With the spiky hair? Yeah. Yeah. She kind of Shotzi. She on um, Shotzi Blackheart. I think well, they took the black heart off. I think they're gonna do that for mm-hmm. uh the rumble or something. That, okay. that's, that's that's what I think. Bailey's gonna be a face soon. And I think part of the part of the storytelling funny to me. I've been noticing like her hair getting back to being long again and shit. And this yeah, is like a subtle like, thing. Yeah, they say she removed more face-like things, like here and there. Her, it's in her facials. The facials is a lot. Like just the sympathy mm-hmm. and once she's realizing, oh y'all no fucking me. Oh, like yeah. what? You left me. No one told me you were gonna. And now the crowd's mm-hmm. like, oh, they 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 jerking. You come back home. <laughs> They jerking you. Give us, give us a yeah. hug. Where my hug yeah. at? <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, um, and that's cool for her character because now, but you don't ever have to go back to that happy ass song. I hated that shit. But she can oh, still, no. but she I can still, like 
she can still like have that energy and still yeah. keep I like I like her song way better than the damage control song, but the Bailey song is fire. Yeah. Oh, um yeah. And she can still keep a little bit of the edge. That's the beauty you of know? the character, you know. Even the ding dong hello shit is not really a heel thing. That shit became pretty funny. So yeah. You know, it's her personality, you know. The what role model. Yeah, like it's 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 coming together, man. And and ultimately that will I guess the, the faction did what it was supposed to do. She don't need to be a part of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um so that work out. Now whoever I forgot the Dakota Kai got to just be the mouthpiece for them ladies, and that's it. You know? Yeah, that'd be yeah, that's yeah, that'd be the thing. Dakota Kai. But um yeah, she's been around for a minute now. But um she not I hope she's not still hurt. She should I think she's healthy now. Cause she should get bit by the entry bug a lot. Yeah, she she was hurt, man. She really her in ring influence on damage control was not really there, but hopefully yeah. it, it can be now. Hope she's gonna help you. Um, where and then um, I don't know. Yeah, since I seen none of her, I don't know what they was going on with um, Judgment Day. And will they eventually let Damian Priest use his cash in? I, mean, I guess eventually they will. They um. Dominic had a dark match with Cody at the SmackDown, which was fun. <laughs> oh, and the people booed the shit out of him. That shit was mad fun. It was like a squash. Though. They really went like five minutes, man. I don't think Cody broke a sweat, but yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. I, I give him enough credit. So I, I love how credit. I love how like Rhea is like clearly the leader, the leader of that group. Like a group with Finn Balor in it. I was watching something. I think it was last week's Raw, and I was like, I forgot what she said. And I'm just like, bro, she really be just Ging these dudes, yo. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, she's most definitely the leader of this group. Oh yeah, she's big mommy. Most definitely the leader. Um, but that's all I got, man. Yeah, on the um AW side of things, Mm -hmm. um. So this week, MJF and Samoa Joe are going to face two of the Devil's Goons. So that would be interesting to see because according to reports, the people who are playing the Devil and their Goons are the people in those um, suits every week. Like they didn't hire any any body doubles or anything. Like they made sure that they had the people who were supposed to be them in the suits. So if you want to let some of the detectives who want to go back and look at the footage and try and compare like body sizes and stuff. I guess you can do that to try and figure it out. But um, it's um, yeah. <laughs> so they, so the thing is, so Joe's been trying to um protect Max and keep him healthy until their title match at um World's End because he doesn't want anything, no excuses. He wants to be MJF clean. Boom, boom, boom. MJF and his anger accepted that tag match and Joe's mm-hmm. like yo what the fuck are you doing bro like why would you do this why would you do this and so on collision Roderick Strong comes out and now his yeah. new thing is his new thing is screaming Samoa but saying Joe at the most calm like room he was Samoa Joe like just like that, um, 
So he's telling Joel, like, Max is the devil. That's why he got you in his tag match. You're going to jump you, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So we'll see how that goes. Um, people are leaning towards the devil and his goons being Adam Cole, Roddy, and the kingdom. But um, I think sure. Adam's hurt. So I don't think Adam's the devil because Adam's still hurt. Although that could explain why the devil's only been, like, on screen on the Titan Tron instead of like in actual physical segments the last few weeks. But um mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see how that goes. That'll eventually advance. Um Tony Storm's gonna defend her title against Sky Blue in retaliation okay. for Sky Blue interrupting her acceptance speech last week. Timeless Tony is my girl. Um and <laughs> it's funny like so she's like Sky Blue should wrestle the match backwards because that's the angle everyone looks looking at her at. And I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's true, but yo, the cameraman at AEW stay sons. If it's Tony Storm, Sky Blue, or Anna J in a match. You're gonna see nothing but ass. You know I'm looking at I'm looking for Sky Blue now. Oh, that Sky Blue stack. Sky Blue, Sky Blue. No. She's stacked. Okay, Sky Blue. Yeah, she a little, you know, she got a little thing going, but like her, Tony Storm, and Anna Jay, those are the ones who um because of their voluptuousness. Yeah, yeah. And the lower part of their bodies, they get uh, the camera is often um, getting mad, weird angles of them during matches. Like, yo, like, yeah, they, like, yeah, you right up in the cheeks, right up in the cheeks. But um, <laughs> people are that just, reaction. People, people are just, uh, you know, women today just built different, man. Yeah, man. All the so that'll be a, um, you know, shout out to them. Yeah, they do that. I think they'll advance the whole Mariah May being an obsessed fan storyline as well during that um, during that match. So we'll see how that goes. But um, one interesting thing I want to bring up is so it was revealed that MJF also has a torn labrum to go along with the dislocated, dislocated he got and everything else he has going on. So people are saying should Joe actually win the belt at World's End to give Max some time off and, you know, um, like, to let Joe have a thank you run. Like, it doesn't have to be a long way. It could be, like, a transitional run and, like, have Swerve or someone eventually beat him. But, um... I wouldn't go um, that route. I think, I think what I would do is have the devil person interfere in that match. Mm -hmm. Eventually have NDF against the devil guy. Whoever the devil is, yeah. If the devil guy win, then Joe could take it up with the devil guy. Yeah, like you because, go see my title. And I got because if Joe it, wins, you. then you never get the devil guy payoff with MJF. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. So, so you gotta have the payoff at least before he leaves to to heal yeah. up or whatever. If that unless you're gonna do something where Joe ends up picking up that beef. Because MJF has to sit out with the um. That's a very AEW thing to happen yeah. for the injury, but it's not gonna have the same. People have already invested in MJF and 
the devil people. Yeah. You know, so to yeah. switch it up is like, oh, uh, okay, I guess it'll work. Like, if, if it's thickly old work, they can wrestle. You know, yeah, yeah. For the for for to 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 to, to reward the viewer, I don't think it's the move to make. You know, so yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. And this whole devil shit, people are all over the place with it because first it was CM Punk is the devil, definitely, and now that that's out of the question. I was oh Britt Baker. <laughs> Is the devil, yeah. and I'm like, what? Like, what would, like, oh, she just is her attempt to get Adam Cole, her man, away from MJF. I'm like, I mean, I guess I could see that, but that would only make sense if there were interactions between Brit and MJF in the past. Yeah, and I don't, I don't recall that being a thing that's happened. Yeah. Um, and now people are like saying, oh, what if Swerve is the devil? He don't need to be. Yeah, I don't think he needs to be. He don't heal me that. Like, he can just come straight up as he is and just channel something yeah. about. He don't need all that yeah. convoluted stuff. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, I wonder if it's like the longer it goes, the more they're setting fans up for disappointment. They're good for that, too. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like we got wrestling the biggest fans. star in wrestling history just signed to AEW. Christian. Listen. And it's funny because now <laughs> Christian is one of the best things in wrestling. Now well, like, I always liked him, but you know, they put a lot of mustard on it. I, I, I always thought through Christian. Yeah, but I will see. They did the same um, shit with man, man, Big Show went over there. Jeez. Oh, that one was like we got him now. I was like no more BS. <laughs> I was like stop. No more BS. <laughs> I like, you know, that's clever, though. I can't lie. That was clever. No more BS. <laughs> but it was like, bro, it's not like you were coming in and wrestle. You, like, you came in with straight to like being on dark as a commentator. But um, he had a couple little joints. He had squash matches, though. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple. He, he, had, that little, he had that match against After QT, that powerhouse hob spot, I guess he's done. Oh yeah, that's probably his last like bump. I'm trying to think. That's like, hopefully, I mean, I don't know, man. Whatever he feels like doing, if he's healthy enough, then do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then um, so they got they teasing House of Black versus FCR on Collision. Um, they got um like so basically like House of Black's whole thing is like yo. No one in the back likes you guys, except for ironically us. But now we're going to show you that without us, you have no one. So we're just going to destroy you. I guess it's you know a little feud to hold them over while um since Brody's in the Continental Classic, and right now it seems like Ricky Starks and Big Bill are tied up into this Chris Jericho. Are they still Omega champions? Thing. Yeah, they're still champions. They just um okay. they just they just last week they attacked Chris Jericho and took him out because Jericho and Omega, when they beat the Bucks, they took their um title shot. Okay. So and then Jericho made it be known after the pay-per-view. Like he interrupted Starks and Big Bill during the scrum saying, Yo, we coming for y'all just so y'all know. 
so then they attack Jericho after. So I guess we'll see the follow up to that um tomorrow night. We'll see how that goes. They giving them some lighter workloads over there. Okay, good for them. Yeah, good for them. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, more tournament stuff. Um, yeah, it was just it's gonna be interesting to see the direction AEW goes. Like between now and the end of the year, as far as their booking style and like how it's a how it's such a schism in the back with how people think they should be booking the wrestling matches. Like, like clearly Daniel Bryan is one of those let's lean into like the sport and art of wrestling type of people. Mm-hmm. But um, but he understands themselves too. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think he'll lean too much into it. But we'll see how they, how it goes. They're going to find a balance. Or they're going to try and find a balance. And in the meantime, people are going to speculate online about every little thing now. Every little thing. I'm I'm just here for the ride, man. I'm just here for I'm just here to see where, where they take things. I'll, I'll be tuned in to Dynamite this week. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it's the goods. Unless... There's tournament games that day. I don't think so. I think tournament games are on Thursday. Look, man. Yeah, it's on Thursday. Yo, I will be back to NBA. for sure next week. But yeah. tournament games this week, I'm sorry, Holmes. Yo, the NBA ain't playing, man. They trying to. Yo, yesterday, they, I mean, if you're a football fan, they had Monday Night Football, you had Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. and you had the in-season tournament. I just yeah. had to and the thing, happen, man. And in football, it was a good game, the Monday Night Football game. So it was like everything – like Raw did a monster number last week. And mm-hmm. then I think they, they did 1.8 mil, but that was to be expected. Like, like I was saying, it's Punk's first time back on Raw in forever. And there was no real like entertaining sports on. So they had no real competition. So mm-hmm. I think the number will be lower this week. But um numbers are gonna be low regardless. For um well, wrestling until, because until until after February at least. Yeah, yeah. I like once Super like Bowl that Friday. week, the week after Christmas, when there's like really no basketball or no football, they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. But um yeah, as of right now, nah. Nah. AEW's yeah, AEW every Wednesday is going up against an NBA doubleheader. Um Raw every Monday is going up against Monday night football and Whenever they chat, whenever they do NBA and TNT on Mondays, and then SmackDown on Friday, still got ESPN games to go up against. Tough, and they're not fucking around with these primetime games now. They give you Celtics, Bucks, you know, Sixers, Knicks. Like they, and they, yo, they want these. They trying to get these ratings up in the NBA, man. My man, and 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 they've. I've never been this. Int- I mean, I'm always interested in basketball games, but yeah. I've never. The, the players have never made me as interested. This early mm-hmm. in the season, I'm usually yeah. interested on my own, but yeah. their play yeah. has made me feel like, oh, I gotta catch this tonight. It's a tournament game. I gotta catch this tonight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I never felt that way about a game in November, ever. Like, like, bro, so they save that shit. They save the real marquee game either the opening night or Christmas, and after Christmas, then you'll still get the the the, the matchups after that. Yeah. But they'll have all the bullshit ass yeah. games early in the season. But now. There's stuff on the line now. These people are playing, man. So it's cool. Yeah. And they haven't even started the um 
I I think they don't do the Saturday night games until like halfway into the season. It's probably not until after Christmas. Yeah, those Saturday night ABC joints, which are mm-hmm. always another marquee matchup. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of times around season. the league, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. But um see that to say this. Don't pay attention to the numbers when it comes to wrestling ratings, which I think the internet puts too much stock into ratings. Like, if they're significantly low, then yes. But if they're, like, middle of, like, towards the higher end, like, who cares? But people like, have to understand that really? the barometer is different now. We came up with 8 million people watching wrestling on a given night, but also... They wasn't exactly. streaming or any of the other stuff that's available to us now. So there's no more. I think they call it like appointment television. Like there's no like, oh, if I missed the Wonder Years this week, I missed it. Yeah. I yeah. could go back and watch it. You know what I mean? If I missed it. Exactly. And so that's where we're at right now. So people got to measure success differently. The companies are measuring their success differently. So we as consumers yeah. got to measure success differently as well. Um, so I agree with you. Yeah. But, um, that's 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 all for me, man. I'm looking forward to some good graphs this week. Hopefully yes, some story building and whatnot. My fingers are crossed. Yes, yes. Um, I forgot what the other matches were, that were happening this week as far as the tournament goes. But um yeah, I'm interested like to see where this um devil shit goes with MJF and Joe. And mm-hmm. then um I'm always I'm always gonna look to see Tony Storm on my TV. You feel me? Like you and I both. Listen, you and I both. <laughs> yo, dudes on the internet are jealous of um, what's the dude's name? RJ City. Who's that? He's the guy who usually interviews Tony. The, um, the dude with the um, ponytail and the um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cause they were like, oh, he he be she be having his feet in her lap in, in his lap and shit. I know he trying to fight it off. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, y'all really, yo, wrestling fans really like. There's certain breeds, man. You know, I yo, walked into the Barclay, the Barclays on Friday, and um, it's just interesting. It's such a diverse kind of, we're such an interesting group of people. As yeah. wrestling fans, because like, yeah, there's a certain group of them that just dress a certain way, they look a certain mm-hmm. way, and people mm-hmm. point you, they they will look at you like, I get it, you would like wrestling, wouldn't you? Like they, <laughs> yeah. like, they can see that in somebody. Then that's yeah. there was other people that was like in there. There was mad dapper, clean lineups, Chelsea boots, fitted jeans, like just cooling. I'm like, it's such a wide spectrum, but Yo, you got that I- set. You got that set that's like, yo, Listen, you know that they to... live every moment of their life for the business and like, yes. they don't own deodorant. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. And I don't mean to make it racial, but like, I noticed it. Like, it's usually like the younger black fans who are like, I, I'm, I'm fly, I'm coming out. Because when we went, when I went to um the first Grand Slam, like you would think these kids came straight from Soho with the fits they were having, and they were all like black kids. And I'm like, yo, cool, like quote unquote cool black kids love wrestling. I like that's the shit that you like to see. And then 
You might find a cute girl that like wrestling too, which is rare. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing we ain't talking about, but like that's yeah. rare. Listen. <laughs> like a joint Listen. that like wrestling, rare. It'd be crazy because you'd be like, yo, you be seeing all the bad chicks who are actual wrestlers and be like, yo, where did y'all grow? And you find that they grew up in like the Midwest somewhere that are not like, oh yeah, we ain't seeing y'all. Like, not we ain't seeing y'all. You might find a chick now that, that that's cute. So yeah, I watched in Stone Cold and the Rock were doing I'm like, oh, you quit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get you back into it though. Yeah, you but, know um, what I mean? But it was funny because I was a hodgepodge of people for sure. When I was coming home from work on Friday, I was waiting for the four, I was transferring to the four at Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I want to say it was like 11 30 midnight. Mm-hmm. And you could see the dudes, you know. The stereotypical dudes, you know, with the the grungy jeans and shit, and they walking around with their double um two belts on, one on each shoulder, walking around. I'm like, I had a I have uh, a belt, I have a belt, and I was gonna yeah. bring it. I actually, I put it in the car, but then yeah. it's not scaled to the exact size I wanted to. So I know other people's belts gonna look bigger than mine. I was like, nah. Oh yeah, so my shit yeah. is like legit leather, legit metal plates. But it's not as big as I think it should be. I'm like, I ain't bringing this out. And yeah. it was raining Friday. I was like, I'm just leaving the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I would have walked around, though. But, like, there's people out there walking with, like, two, three of them. You know what I realized? God forbid I want to get a something to drink. God forbid I want to get me a little something to eat. I got to hold the belt. And I got to try and hold the food. Yeah, It's nah, not a comfortable it's experience. It's, it's one it's of the others. It's one of the yeah. others. And, and that day I decided I hadn't ate, ate dinner yet. I was like, nah, I'm going to just go in there and eat. I'm not carrying this belt in. Word. And left it alone. I'm gonna try and invest in a in a new belt. I have a I have a attitude ever big eagle belt, but it's just not um it's, it needs to be a little bit bigger for adult size on the yes. And it's not okay. but I got I, I really wanted because it, it had the WWF logo with the scratch and not the WWE mm. scratch. So I just wanted it for the culture. Nah, I dig that. I dig that. But, um, what I will want to own one day, yo, is the damn that first belt Stone Cold had that was the Big Eagle, but it had the old WWF logo on it and it had like a blue strap. And Vince gave oh. it to the night after WrestleMania. He didn't have that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, the one I after That's a while, he switched it to the smoking skull. No, no, after a while, they gave him the black version, like the regular with the with the scratch WWF logo on it. Yeah, okay. And then he didn't get the smoking skull like maybe his second reign with that belt. Oh, okay. And he was really and he and he really started and the, and the corporation was together and that was like the corporation back and forth with them type thing. Um oh, yeah, that's the right, rock, that's right. The rock became the rock by that point and all that, you know. Um but yeah, but I'll get around to it. That's all. Word. I'm on I'm on the tangent. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> sad to say. Wrestling fans, stop being weird, sexual deviants and perverts. What about like, yeah, sexualizing everything? Like, granted, these a woman who are they're they're wrestling and stuff. They it's athletic wear, but the way these niggas be moving, man, you would think they never ever been with a woman before, son. Maybe some of them Maybe some of them had it. They probably haven't. Yeah, I don't know they so, like. I don't want to know it either. <laughs> but um, that's all I got for y'all. Nah, man. It was it was mm-hmm. fun, y'all. It was fun. I'm sure we have way more to yeah, talk yeah. about. 
next week. Oh yeah, yes yeah. of both worlds wrestling. Yes, indeed, and um, chin up, tits out, and watch for that ass. Yeah, that that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Word, peace. Later on.